Hurra! 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 Oh, oh. Blessings and blessings, beautiful humans. It is very exciting to be dropping in with each and every one of you today. Uh, the transmission that's coming through is the seven practical practices that I used to become a millionaire. Now, caveat to this particular podcast and this particular way that we're going to be flowing is I didn't just use this to become a millionaire. I used it to be to reveal aspects of myself that had laid dormant for years. I used these practices and these tools to awaken the inner beast within. I used these practices and these tools to uh, come home to the self and fall deeper in love with me and a byproduct of these practices and these tools were uh, more money, uh, feeling deeply on purpose and having a fierceness that is also connected to a softness and a beautiful, magnificent, interesting flow that comes forward. So uh, I'm going to start by saying and giving you just a little bit of backstory. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, eight and a half years ago, I was living with my beautiful mother um, in her extra spare bedroom. And uh, I purposely did that. I took a few steps back to take many steps forward because I recognized that as a 33-year-old man, uh, I was... Uh, experiencing similar patterns over and over and over again. And there was these, these sort of walls that I would hit that I didn't feel like I could get over. And it got to the point where I was looking around and I was like, you're, you're a really dope person. Like you genuinely care about humanity and yet you're giving your gifts, but not to the potential or to the capacity that you know that you can. And I'm sharing that right now because there's some of you that are experiencing the same exact thing. There's a part of you that knows that there's a whole bunch of you that's still dormant, that there is an inner beast that is hiding and scared and locked away under a whole bunch of chains that more than likely you put on yourself based on an adaptation from childhood. So this podcast is not just about money or becoming a millionaire. It's about reawakening to the self. It's about uh, experiencing one's full potential in any given moment. It's about tapping in and tuning in to the parts of you that you feel that way in ceremony. You feel that way during meditation and breath work. You feel that way in church when you receive and get the Holy Ghost. But do you know that you could feel that way often? Do you know that those don't have to be isolated events where, where you get these peak experiences, but that you can just literally move the baseline to places that nobody in your family has ever been? You can venture off into uncharted territory and experience very, high highs 
So I'm excited for you in this beautiful adventure we're about to take together. So practical tool and practice, number one, and this is an ongoing practice, is taking extraordinarily radical responsibility for everything that I am experiencing in this life as of right now. My clients often hear from me that there's only two games ever happening. The outside in game, which says, when I get the validation of you by way of cars, money, booty, titties, likes, comments, hugs, massages, um, and all the other things and ways you give your power away. When I have the right purse, bag, when I have this amount of money, then I'll feel good about me. I'll feel worthy. I feel good when my husband, when my boyfriend, when my wife, when my girlfriend, I feel good about me when they're complimenting me. If they're not complimenting me, if they're not paying attention to me in the way that I want them to, I feel bad about me. That's one game. The other game is the inside out game. That one says that I am perfect, whole and complete, but not finished. I am a unique emanation of the most high and I cause my own weather. I own what is occurring within me. I am co-creating with the creator. I am first cause to that which I am experiencing. It is not separate from me. I am a part of it. I am co-create. I am creation manifest, moving and being and having my isness occur in the now moment in this beautiful skin suit. And therefore, if something is occurring, that something is occurring because I called it in at some level, whether it was conscious or subconscious. Maybe I didn't purposely directly say, I would like to experience this dis-ease but through years of stress, years of believing in lack and limitation, years of not processing the trauma that I went through as a child and then when I was 18 and then when I was 20 and the, 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 the abuse and, and sexual misconduct and the X, Y, and Z, all of that and the things you did to other people, that I created the environment for dis-ease. Somebody's going to hear me because you know I'm talking to you. Mm. So that's number one. Stop, look around and take radical responsibility. And that is different than placing blame. I'm not asking you to blame yourself. I'm asking you to take responsibility for how you co-created whatever you're experiencing. And there is a distinction and a difference between being a victim and holding victim consciousness. If an earthquake happens right now in Austin, Texas, and my house begins to collapse, and while running my kids out, I hurt my ankle, and I have some type of uh, psychological fears that come up around houses collapsing, I am a victim in that moment. But if 20 years later, I'm still making excuses as to why I will not step forward or walk into a house, that's me holding victim consciousness. I'm not being proactive and being responsible about what happens next. 
So that's number one. Number two is unlearning slash reprogramming the programming that I received by way of friends, family, church, mother, father, sister, television, radio. We all were programmed by all of those things. We are social and historical beings born into beliefs and interpretations. If you were born in a family to a mother who was abused by men at any level, and that mother has not processed her own trauma, then the trauma that she experienced will be yours. If you were born into a family that believed that grades, performance, you getting the good grades, the right grades, you being a perfect little Christian boy or girl, you being so prim and proper, dictated whether they were going to give you more love or less, you're receiving that. You're operating from that. I was working with a gentleman recently and he was sharing how a lot of his days are revolved around when his wife leaves so that he can masturbate to porn. And I shared with him because I knew some backstory that we can't beat our biology. And so when he was shamed and spanked and taken in front of the church and shamed for finding his dick, that left an imprint. But you can't beat your biology. The urge to merge was still there. As a, you know, that happened at, let's say, at nine. By the time he was 15, he just had to hide it. So he created a separate self, a false self. And that false self also created shame, but he can't beat the biology. He still has his primal self, just like you do, just like I do. And so porn is a way for him to feel alive. That masturbation was a way for him to, to, to connect to himself, but it's so fast and it's, it's so dangerous and it makes him feel so dirty. That's programming. So your job, my job, is to unlearn, to, to, to um, rewire to create separation and distance from what I believe I am versus what I became based on my parents and their parents and their parents, based on the repression that they experience with their own sensuality, sexuality, their own anger, their own sadness, their own joy. Everything that they disowned in themselves shows up in you. And either you go too far or you don't even step into the arena. Ooh, somebody's going to hear me. Mm. I'll stop there. I'll do an individual podcast on each one of these because I could go on for hours. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Number three. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a practice that you will never see the end of. There will always be things and people to forgive, including yourself. 
But I want you to imagine that you are, uh, that there are millions of cords attached to you, energetic cords. And each one of those cords is attached. On the other side of that cord is a person, a place, or a thing that you haven't forgiven. Somebody who you're still holding energy around. There's a roommate from college that you still haven't spoken to. There's a mom or a dad that uh, wasn't good at meeting your needs and therefore you started to feel rejected and therefore you started meeting your own needs, but you've been holding resentment towards them for years, for your whole life. You've been resenting them dead and or alive. Each one of those cords is taking up energetic space and it, it stops you. Let's say that you have also wings and your job is to fly. You're a butterfly on the ground right now with a with a hundred cords attached to you and each cord that you cut, each cord that, that you begin the forgiveness process with, you create more space for you to whoosh, flap those beautiful wings. You create more space. Mm. <sighs> Number four. Number four is schedule it into your life. It's that simple. Those of you who are looking to create financial abundance, if you can't not uh, measure it, you can't manage it. And a lot of you are so attuned to your, your feminine energy that you've disowned your masculine. You've made stories up, right? We're meaning making machines. You've made stories up about what the masculine is and isn't. And therefore you, you, you're so detached from being a master of time and presence that, that it's not in your schedule. For me, every day I have a success list. I have three to five things that I put on that list and whatever's on that list gets done. Whatever's not on that list doesn't, or I remember and then I do it. But oftentimes, many of you have like 20 to 50 things on your list and it's not a success list, it's a to-do list. So I challenge you to ask yourself, what's the 80-20? 80% of your results are produced by 20% of your work. So every day, if you ask yourself that same question, what can I do today that would take me three days. What can I do today that would take me a month? If you operate like that five days a week, I promise you, you're going to experience levels of abundance that you didn't know were possible because there's an efficiency that occurs. There's a whittling down and a moving out of the way. There is a attunement to that which actually matters. There's going small to go big. And the one thing he says, um, success is sequential, not simultaneous. And I disagree. It is sequential, but it's also simultaneous because every single time that you check off one of those things in your schedule that is extremely important to the success that you say is important, in that moment, you are experiencing success. You are being your word and you're doing the opposite of the law of diminishing intent, which essentially states every time you declare something and then you don't do it, your intention diminishes. And there's a part of you, a, a voice in your mind, in your head that says, yeah, right, bitch. 
you're not actually going to do what you say because you said you were going to do that the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. And you stop believing you and you stop dreaming big and you stop actually going after things. So I'm teaching you and telling you right now that if you schedule it into your life, it will be an extreme game changer. Number five, celebrate daily. This one is so underrated. Everything changed for me when I started scheduling in celebration and play. I have my students do this often. In every program that I teach, I have them set joy alarms. Every time the alarm goes off, three to five times a day, every time the alarm goes off, you are to burst into spontaneous, reasonless joy. Now, I've had clients say that's very difficult for me, so I want to attach a reason to each burst. I said, fantastic, whatever you need to do. One of my clients, every kid that he had was an alarm. And then his wife. And so each alarm, he would burst into joy physically, verbally. Everything moves, everything. Joy, joy, joy. Yay! Woo! Feeling the feeling, allowing your, the cells of your body to have the experience of celebration. That's a game changer. And then also intentional celebration. What are you most proud of? I dare you to do that seven days in a row. Today, I'm most proud of myself for. Today, I'm most proud of myself for. Answer that. Celebrate you. Recognize your... your uh, movement towards your intention. And sometimes that's just being still and listening. I often say one of the best things you could do is slow down to the speed of wisdom. There's something trying to be spoken through you, but you're too busy running around like a chicken with its head cut off. So you got to slow down and listen. Number six, oof, this one's going to hurt a few of you. This is going to cut deep, but... And this is exactly what you need. Number six is asking for help. Most of you try to do everything by yourself. If you're listening to this and you're attracted to me, more than likely you're the rock of your friend group or your family. More than likely you're the person who everybody else goes to. And because of that, it's hard for you to humble yourself and ask for help. It's hard for you to receive that help. Because the way that you set up the container, the way that you set up the context is you have it all figured out, which is bullshit. Everybody I know who's experiencing high levels of abundance financially, emotionally, spiritually, all ask for help. You don't got this. I know you're pretending like you do, but you don't. And, and even if you do, you don't have to hold it. Learn to delegate, learn to ask, learn to receive, learn to be in the presence of the law of circulation. We were born into community from another being right into a community. And yet you try to be a one person system. Ask your friends for help. Ask your family for help. Ask people like me. I have a program called Stretch 22, which is deep. It sells out every single time. It's super affordable. Pressandsmiles.com forward slash stretch dash 22 to the, the numerics, numbers. I'm telling you, you don't have to do this by yourself. 
my success is extremely connected to me learning how to ask. Ask people. Ask the universe, ask God, ask people. And I promise you, you're going to see extreme results. Number seven, last but not least. Number seven, not, number seven, last but not least. This one's also extremely underrated. But number seven is to be in ownership of the gift that you are. You see, spirit can only do for you what it can do through you. Said differently, we cannot have what we want, but we may experience what we have. So when you're tuned in to the vibration of ownership, when you look at yourself the same way you look at rainbows, when you look and receive yourself the same way that you receive and look at puppies and babies, you're on to something. You see, my belief is that God has never made a mistake. There is not a leaf on a tree anywhere, nor a hair in my beautiful Afro amazing head that is a mistake. Every part of it is on purpose. And so we as a society have been taught unconsciously to be ashamed of ourselves. And yet there's laws like the law of gravity. None of us argue the law of gravity, but what about the law of magnetism? What about the law of attraction, which essentially states that like will always attract itself. And so what is like? When I'm in, when I'm connected and in tune with the energy that rotates the planet, that grows the grass, that moves the wind, when I'm in tune with that and I understand that that is not separate from me, that I am also nature and I'm in ownership of my power. Oof. Let me remind each and every one of you that the fruit does not belong to the tree. The fruit belongs to the ecosystem. The fruit belongs to the ecosystem. If the tree tries to hold on to the apples, the tree will stagnate and die. The blood does not belong to the vessel. If, the, if, if, it, if it stagnates and clots, it can cause a lot of problems. Our job is not to hold on to our gifts. Our job is to own our gifts and dispense them to the world. Ah, 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 that is your job when you are in ownership of the magic that is your name. Magic must find you. Mm. Life doesn't come to you. It comes from you. Oof. And if you don't believe that you actually can, you will be a prisoner in your own skin, 
for the rest of your life. So if you, you want to understand what your work is, your work is to come, at, come back into deep connection with the truth of you. To recognize, to recognize that the cells of your body, the, 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 the millions of things that are occurring so that, so that you can take a deep breath, the heart that has never stopped on you. Mm. Despite all of the abuse, your body has not given up. It just keeps making a way. It keeps adapting. It keeps reminding Every time something breaks in you, it's reminding you that there's something that isn't in alignment. Now you're always, you will always, just by way of being on this planet, mess things up. You will always have content to work with. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm asking you to remember who you are. I'm asking you to learn how to get back on the horse. I'm asking you to tune in with the vibration of the farmer. You see, if you go outside right now into any forest, what you will find on the forest floor is death. You'll find dead leaves dead bugs, branches, dead grass, things. And each and all of those leaves and branches transmute and become food for the worms and, and, and the other creatures. And that becomes fertile soil for the tree to dispense its gifts once again. If the farmer were to cut down the tree, after one season of the, the, the trees producing, the farmer would be missing the point. You see, the farmers understand, this is you and I, that if you just continue to water weed and feed nourish those trees, that there'll be a season where it produces again. And that it's, not the tree that holds the power, but the principle behind it that lives in everything, including you. So what are you watering? Celebration. What are you weeding? Forgiveness. Mm. What are you nourishing? Ownership. Responsibility. Reprogramming. In your life. I promise you. I promise you from my heart to yours. This thing called life is pretty phenomenal when you begin to enact and step in to this particular journey, most people are living, but they don't feel alive. There is a 
energy that is trying to break through. People come to me all the time. I want to become this. It's not about becoming. It's about revealing. Revealing. Becoming denotes something over there. Revealing denotes something inside. Oof, oof, oof. It's all here now. And so from my heart to yours, thank you for tuning in, tapping in, and being with me on this beautiful magic carpet ride we call the Preston Smiles Show. I see you. I appreciate you. I love you. I know you. I know you because I know me. What's most personal is most universal. What's most personal is most universal. If I've been through it, if I've been working through a winter, so have you. And you got more to come. But let me remind you, you don't have to do it by yourself. Please, if you want support, I'm here for that. And it doesn't have to just be me, but asking for help, putting yourself in environments where there's only one direction and that's up, that's in. PrestonSmiles.com forward slash stretch dash 22. Please do yourself a favor. I love you all. Blessings and blessings. Ooh, ooh, Let's go.